This is a Loud and Drunk News Alert. Now, from the Loud and Drunk News Desk, here's Dan Legendson. Welcome, everybody, to the Loud and Drunk Podcast. Our top story, winter storm inebriation continues to hammer the United States all across the country. People struggle to dig themselves out of the snow because they are just too drunk. With more, we go to Moses, who is standing by at a local pub. Moses, what is the scene like at the pub? Dan, I'm down here at Stonefire Grill, and the snow has not deterred anyone from getting here. We have a packed house. I'm currently waiting on some delicious uh, honey sriracha wings. Uh, Everybody seems to be in good spirits, and they are getting uh, considerably hammered. Thank you, Moses. Joining me now in studio is Justin. Justin, what have you been seeing on the ground? You know, Dan, just just so happy to be here with you. It's madhouse out there. It's a skating rink. I hate it, and I know we'll get into it soon, but just know the winter has my ire. Also joining us is Storms McKenzie, who is tracking the pattern of super winter say in storm inebriation. Storms. Thank you for joining us. Um, Unfortunately, Storms did need to step away. He was drinking quite excessively. I'm his friend, Velvet Baritone, and he asked me to fill in for him. As far as I can tell, everything is going quite well. People are enjoying the beverages. Uh, Storms uh, had a little bit too much, but I mean, it is the season for it. So I think that everything is going very well out here. Moses, I hope that you enjoy those wings over there in the field, and I I look forward to trying some of them with you. They are delightful there, Velvet, and well... I should be back in the studio shortly. I have four or five more shots to uh, take down. If you want a lady in the tramp any of those, I am on board. All right. I will get two straws for these shots and bring them back to the office. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Mr. Baritone. Before we continue on with our coverage, let's hear from our sponsor. We talk about food a lot here, so let me tell you about one of the best places around. Head over to Stonefire Grill in Beechwood and enjoy the best wings in Ocean County. Whether it's date night or just headed to the bar to watch the game, Stonefire's atmosphere and delicious menu will leave you impressed. Tell them loud and drunk sent you. I've actually been there. I've been to uh, Stonefire Grill and it is rather fantastic. Is I, that where Storms is right now? It's, it's Storms is there. Yeah, Storm, <laughs> Storms is there, and um, in I the Storm th- gutter. Yeah, yeah. I made it. I made it playful before, but the situation is actually very real, and some might use the word perilous. As far as the bar itself, they deliver everything that you're looking for. I pretty much go there for the casual drink and some of the delightful food. Storms overstepped those bounds a little bit and didn't register any of the food initially, so that's that's a situation that will most likely end up with some sort of a hospital visit, so uh, we're going to be taking that drive when we get all done recording here. That said, my general commentary about going there is uh, try the wings. Hopefully Storms makes it. Praying for you, buddy. (laughs) Damn Storms. Really made made me look like a fool, by the way. I introduced him and like, ah, he's not here. Like, fuck that guy. So unprofessional. The fucking wings are legitimately phenomenal. And the only thing, although I try not to consume this every time that I visit, it is, it bears mentioning. It's the variety of mac and cheeses that they have that are done at like a five-star Michelin level, which seems completely unnecessary to do. And yet they're absolutely fantastic. So if anybody does make the journey to go and visit there, I strongly recommend it. That said, it's like a go-to-sleep meal in the best kind yeah. of way. Uh, I was about to say, if I ever want to off myself by lactose, I will <laughs> yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, go it's check like that, that out. Yeah. Yeah, they are massive. <laughs> they, yeah, it's a giant <laughs> fucking bowl. Yeah. And like you can also get like pulled pork There's, on it. I was just going to say yeah. it's the pulled pork one, yeah. yeah. And it's like I normally like I'll have like the steak bites or something because yeah. I'm drinking and then I need a little bit of a <laughs> – <you're like, laughs> Need that little, protein. Yeah, yeah, right? It really <laughs> soaks it up. A little protein in there to soak it up. But then it's like every now and again enough time goes by and I'm like, you know, because I think about it every time. I'm like, I want the fucking pulled pork mac and cheese. And I really do. And I stop myself from doing that because I do need to actually like work as well. Oh, the hedonism of (laughs) it. Yeah. And then like enough time passes and I'm like, no, I can just like eat that and still like I'll just take five minutes afterwards and then I'm good to get back to work and I eat it. And it's like the greatest meal that I've had since the last time that I had it. And then I just take a nap (laughs) and I wake up at like midnight. I've missed 10 calls from my girlfriend. (laughs) It's like that. Curious how five minutes could turn into three days. (laughs) I would recommend the uh, the Lacey Burger there. It's a burger and it's got pulled pork on it. Two of my favorite... uh, Food groups, yeah. pork and red meat. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we well, need that variety. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, no, that is that is legit. It's amazing. Go yeah. check it out. Yeah. Please. I think, I think Tuesday I'm going back there. We're doing this. 
I'd also like to take this time to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. We are on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Rumble, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. If you are on YouTube and Rumble, smash that like button, leave us a comment, share this video with your friends, and get in on the conversation by joining us on social media at Loud and Drunk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We did have the news alert. Yes. And, uh, we are tracking the pattern of this uh, winter storm inebriation. It has been snowing. It has been incredibly cold outside. Yes, it has. So it got us thinking maybe we should actually talk about how it sucks being in winter uh, weather. Per- perfect example. It fucked up our recording. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 We normally record yeah. on Friday nights. Yeah. This is 6 a.m. on a Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Well, I miss church for this. Yeah. It seemed yeah. very apropos and like the, the right time to do it. So what is one of your – what is your least favorite thing about having to deal with the snow? Especially since, Justin, you do a whole lot of driving. So oh, I can yeah, imagine no, that I, could, I'm on the road all day, every day, <laughs> through the hottest days of summer. But, like, we're going to talk about winter right now. It sucks fucking balls. I work right on the shore area, that wind kicking off the ocean and the bay. It, it feels like it's, like, <laughs> negative 10 degrees. It cuts yeah, through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that feels-like temperature versus like, the proper well, one. Yeah, and, uh, but also, like, the high's been, like, 25 five degrees lately yeah yeah like snow's fine it's fine i like to see it like once yeah I, I like it better because a few years ago we had like a blizzard yes and i conveniently had covid so i'm like i couldn't oh. go out anyway so this is perfect <laughs> <laughs> the, the good lord anything. smiles upon us sometimes <laughs> yeah i was like i felt so bad because normally like ah oh, it's the weekend and i want to go out and drink we're like well no one's doing that yeah. because it's yeah. fucking snowing <laughs> I, I work one of those jobs where it's like you gotta be there yeah. i had to show up like and this is not really related but like hurricane sandy all those yeah. years ago when everything was flooded houses were gone and i still had to report <laughs> and you're Take, driving a metal box basically yes yeah, yes there's yeah. there, you and yeah and, i drive and an uninsulated tin can on wheels <laughs> yeah. in, in the summer i call it the easy bake oven in the winter it it is not better, but I don't have an equivalent type yeah. nostalgia. It's a freezer. Yeah. 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 And they're terrible, super light, don't handle well on Dry water, <laughs> rain, much less snow. But uh, like I said, I like to see the snow at least once. That's, it's like a marker of winter is here and is yeah. past. The ice, though. Yes, the ice is the, the The ice is the real motherfucker of the whole situation. And that's what's really been stomping on our nuts this past week. Yeah, the, the snow comes down, it's very pretty, it melts, and then it freezes. And yeah, it's just a fucking ice rink, basically. Well, usually, too, like, if it gets warm enough, there won't be any ice, and you will be fine, it'll just turn into yeah. slush, we'll move on. But when it does that deep cold in the oh, middle yeah. of the night, yeah. Yeah, then yeah, exactly. it all freezes over. That's one of the big reasons why we had to move the recording of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we follow our little uh, our model. That <laughs> it is loud and drunk. We yeah. do get loud, and we do get drunk on the podcast, so... We can't be driving around when there's like you know yeah. it's like that episode. That is of, fair. We all gotta yeah. get home. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like that episode of uh, South Park when they're like, "Oh yeah, we're all drunk. Let's go driving." <laughs> I can't have that. You ain't wrong. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to drive here. No Ubers would have been operating oh, in their right. Yeah. Well, and if you an can't. Uber was operating, you do not want to be with that. Right, Uber. you can't yeah. count on yeah. it. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In many ways, but yeah, it, it's. Like it's here, we're in we're in the the depths of it right now. We're a little out of our element with our uh, recording schedule right now, but we're making it work today. Making it work, yeah. yeah. The good Lord smiled. Moses, what's your least favorite thing to deal with uh, in terms of winter weather? It's the other drivers. Like I know there's <laughs> typically not a whole lot on the road at that time, but man, it's the worst ones. And granted, <laughs> I'm out there too. <laughs> really sabotages our uh, data points here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst drivers, and they'll either go five miles an hour yeah. or ninety miles an hour, and there's yeah. no in between. So it's just so hard to maintain in a lane because yeah. you got one person that you're just trying to get around, but meanwhile there's cars buzzing past you that yeah. I, if I pull out now, I know they're a hundred feet back, yeah. but. They can't stop anywhere. There's never a good time to pull out, is there? No. That's why you got to stick no, to there it. No, <laughs> you gotta, You got to stick to it. Yeah. Just stay in there let it work itself out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Words to live by. Yes. <laughs> and fortunately, with all the ice, any mistake that happens can typically be fixed with a nice fall. <laughs> wow. That's, I, I love that. As a quick addendum, so this past year, I bought a gigantic vehicle. That I now drive, which is excellent in snow, but on ice, it, it's over four over four tons. This truck yeah. weighs. Yeah, no, it, ice doesn't care. Yeah, and, uh, and all the weights in the front. Physics, were they, yeah. 
physics dictate, you know, all that mass and momentum. You just keep going, baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the, the good thing about your car, though, is if you did start sliding, anything you crack into will oh, yeah. just, like, bend. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, I won't be hurt. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll be fine. Everything else will be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That poor family of four. <laughs> you just went straight through a house. Yeah. yeah. Just ended a bloodline. Just line. keeps on going. <laughs> but, Moses, I was dealing with that. On the way to the studio, you got to do a little roundabout. And there were two people in front of me literally going like 10. Like, you could go a little faster than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. And this is a couple days after this one. I was like, <laughs> the roads are okay now. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a, yeah, there's, there's a right way to drive. And if you're not capable of doing that, maybe you shouldn't be on the road. Yeah. 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 That is kind of the thing. If you are to the point where you're driving like five, 10 miles an hour and you're so terrified to drive. Don't drive. Just yeah. don't drive. Just don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing's yeah, there's that ambulances that'll get you to where you're going. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people that were in front of me probably needed to, needed to go. Yeah. They yeah. seemed like they were 112. Uh, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it is exactly a dawn right. of the dead kind of scenario yeah. where it, everybody is just meandering. And it, it also is a Sunday. Well, when we're recording this, <laughs> right, so yeah. they're all just well, milling about. Yeah, yeah, it's the thing. It's the Sunday. It's like that old thing. Oh, everybody's out on a Sunday drive. Yeah, just yeah. go looky-loon at whatever <laughs> they, the they fuck gotta They got to get to church. They got to get to church. <laughs> all right, Mr. Baritone, what's your least favorite thing to deal with uh, in terms of uh, winter weather? Well, I'll, I'll predicate this by saying that I do have a little bit of an antithesis perspective to some people. I absolutely love the winter. I love the, the snow and so on and so forth, all of these things, even beyond just the beauty of it. You know, I would love to live in fucking like a place where it's like Canada just snows God damn nonstop. That said, despite that I enjoy the season, I enjoy the beauty of it and this and that, the challenges are kind of the things that you guys pointed out. Now, when it's snowing out, if I don't have to drive, then I'll avoid that. As I think anybody, well, anyone rational would also make that decision. Um, you would hope. Yeah. But I did very legitimately when it was coming down the other day, I did very legitimately go over to Stonefire Grill. I had nothing else to do. And I was like, I'm going to go and get myself a little, well, I said a bite to eat, but I knew that I was going there to drink. <laughs> <laughs> but I drove there. I took like I was. I was very casual about it. The roads were basically good, but there was they were a little bit slippery. Yeah, and it's exactly as you guys described it, where I was like I had like some people who were going ten miles an hour in front of me. The roads were clear. There was really no reason to do that. But on the flip side, like I would get past that person eventually, and there would be somebody riding my ass like twelve inches away. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, and I was like, you don't have that much space. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. And I'm go I'm still going five over the speed limit because the roads were fine, but there. Was just no reason for no, it. No, at that point, they, they were absolutely fine because yeah. it hadn't frozen. It was the day. It was warm, exactly. warm enough yeah. not to freeze, but cold enough to snow. Yeah, yeah. And it is funny, though, and this is something where it kind of goes with it. So this is like the benefit that I think that you get out of the shitty stuff. So like we all feel it in terms of like the driving sucks. Basically, when you look outside your window and there's two feet on the ground, you look at that and you're like, okay. So everything that I needed to do was a little bit more complicated than it was yesterday. But what I will say is very interesting, you know, going to Stone fire, but also like I've experienced this at many bars over the years. There's like this camaraderie that occurs. I know exactly what like, you're talking about. You're the ones who chose to drive to the bar today. A lot of people are just like, my kids are out of school, school's canceled, this and that. I'm just gonna stay home and this is just like a do-nothing kind of day. But there's a dedicated group. We the brave few. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and so like everybody there, it's almost like you like kind of tip your hat yep, to them and yep. it's like, we chose to do this because we're fucking <laughs> we're fucking G's. <laughs> That's a fun way to put alcoholic. <laughs> I just came up with a would you rather if you guys want to participate oh, please, in this. Please. So, I love these. Would you rather be snowed in at work or be on a grounded airplane and you're stuck on that airplane work, for like a while? Uh, work, 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 yeah. work, work. I have TV and beer at work, so I'd be fine. I put thought into this and as a person that sat on the runway for seven and a half hours in France once, work, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> an airplane is like the coziest environment yeah. you could imagine. Yeah. And there's only like two bathrooms, so it's like yeah. if you have to go in that seven hours, it's just a pain in the ass because yeah. you're going to get yelled at by the stewards and stewardesses and whoever you're sitting next is, like if you're on a... If you're not in an aisle seat, they're going to be complaining too. You're also going to be stuck on there. Like if it's the summer too, they don't turn the air no, on. Well, no. they, can't, they can't run yeah, it. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, and it starts to stink. It all just it smells. Yeah. You might as well just go to the bathroom there because it's not like going to make I a said, difference. Like I said, I was stuck on a runway in France. Oh, it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> the stank. 
<laughs> Everybody was carrying cheese that day. It was bizarre. <laughs> I think so. Smuggling up their ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have to go with work, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's unanimous. So it's unanimous. Yeah. I would, the one thing that I would have to say, though, is I would probably try to leave anyway. Oh, yeah. well, yes. I would try to like, put the, like, the tennis rackets on my shoes. I feel it's like you could. You, that question is so loaded, though, because that you have to go to such an extreme for anybody to choose something different. Yeah. Because you could say, like, you know, would you rather be stuck on a plane or in a concentration camp in 1944? <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, like, I'm doing it in my head even before I said this out loud. I'm really thinking about the camp. Yeah. I'm really entertaining that idea. Yeah. Listen, it's rough yeah. out there, folks. On the plane, hope is the last thing to die. Like, yeah. a, like yeah. the concentration camp. Yeah. 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 It, it do be like that. That's because hope is a dangerous thing. <laughs> but speaking of airplanes, because there's a whole thing with snowbird culture where people oh, yeah, get the yeah, hell yeah. out of here, you know, to go down to Florida, have a good time down there because it's nice and warm, or at least compared yeah. to here. Compared so to interested to hear what you guys have to say about that, because I'm, I would like to get the hell out of here too. It goes down to some place that's, you know, nicer. Oh. Maybe Columbia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> I'll chime in on this one first. I, uh, I have mixed feelings about it, but I'll, I'll take this hard angle to it. I like, I've always kind of had this opinion where if you're the snowbird, like it gets cold here and you peace out to someplace that's nicer. There's like a bitch quality there to me where I feel like we should like man up and just like, you know, this is your home and you should be adapted to do all the things there. That said, I very much engage in the same behavior. <laughs> so I am a hypocrite. We all, I think that everybody kind of gets that because we get people here in Jersey who come down from more northern latitudes. It's the same thing that happens in reverse in we the get, summertime. We're in people the, come to the so beach to cool off. Being from New Jersey, we're kind of in the mix. Of, we have people that come here from higher latitude, and we have a lot of our people that go down to Florida, yeah. or especially in the most recent years, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. Yeah. 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 It's like climate tourism, and it's like, don't get me wrong, on the note of Columbia, I love to go and visit Columbia in the wintertime. It's a nice little break, and it allows me to appreciate the cold. And I guess I'm, I'm kind of uh, distilling my own thoughts as I say it out loud, but that's kind of what it is. It's like I feel like snowbird culture revolves around people who really just don't ever want to be cold at all, yeah. not experience it. Yes. Yeah, and like, why not just move to that? That right. warmer state yeah. well, year round. All right. So I, by the virtue of my job, listen, by the rules, I can't say where I work. If you're smart, you can figure it out. I deal with a lot of snowbirds and I have to deal with their nonsense. And largely snowbirds are older people. They just can't tolerate the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The older you get, oh, my knees or my hips. Yeah. And it's it all starts like, hurting. Yeah. Yeah, everything's freezing up. Got to go down to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. And I feel well, like it's Myers. not that much warmer. I feel, <laughs> I feel like you should be. And I, I mean, I, I'm not the oh, age and of that's, that's the point. Why they do the snowbird thing is because they're trying to hang out in the area of like 70 degrees. Yeah. yeah. They, they won't be in, say, Florida or South Carolina in the summer. No. Because too hot. Too hot and humid. Yeah, yeah, they can't deal with it. Yeah. And they don't want to be here where it's like in the 20s in the winter because everything just locks up, I guess. And, yeah. You know, like the yeah. Tin Man. For, yeah. <laughs> for all that, just go to San Diego. It's like 70 degrees there well, every single year day. round, but that's yeah. the reason San Diego is San Diego. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I mean, lots of people grow up in environments where it's very similar. I'll say this, though, because I've visited Columbia like a million fucking times over, over more than a decade now, that what you consider to be cold and what you consider to be hot is very much so based off of what you personally have adapted to. Yeah. Because down in Columbia, where the temperature always ranges between 70 and 100 degrees, so it's only a 30 degree spread, which is not typical of any place that's north or south of there, you know. There, I've been I've been in spots where it's like particular parts of it, where it's pretty much like a steady 80, like all the time. At night, it's 70. Yep. At During yep. the day, it's 80, right? And that's like in the islands that kind of surround Cartagena, where I normally go. And the people who live on those on those little islands who are like regular like they're not like fucking hoity people they're like poor people who live on the island they make their money by selling you know fucking lobster they call it that type of thing yep. and even they despite being very well adapted to it they consider 70 degrees to be extremely cold <laughs> yeah, yeah. to where you have to bundle up because I've been in that boat where they're like can I buy that jacket that you have because we don't sell jackets here <laughs> because it gets as cold as 70 you know but they get cold at night whereas for obviously for ourselves living where we live we you have a much lower larger spread. Sometimes it gets as cold as 20, 10 degrees, something like that. And it can get as hot as 100 in really yeah. bad years. So, you know, so it's a very big spread. It's based there, off of you. Yeah. There is a point. And it, granted, it is what I know by growing up here. I have an appreciation for the seasons. And that goes to like, I like to see the snow once. It's like a marker of the season. Yeah. Da, mm -hmm. da, 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 da. It's when you get into that January into yeah. February into the beginning of March. You get tired deep, of it. The yeah. deep freeze yeah. kind mm -hmm. of section of so-called winter. But like my dad's family, they're all in the South. 
Southern Alabama and like Florida and shit like that. And they come up and visit from time to time. And it could be 70, as you said, 70 degrees out. And, and they're, they're wearing yeah. like a jacket. Yeah. Yeah. And Your like, body adapts. Yeah. yeah. No. It was, it's funny too, because we have a friend, uh, Kate, who lives down in Florida. Yeah. And yeah. she gets cold on warm days. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she was telling me where my, my brother lives. My brother lives in Panama City. She's like, oh, yeah, the panhandle, it's cold up there. And I'm like, what <laughs> in the actual hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, have been in the, I have been there, and it was like in uh, like April when mm. I was there, and it was shockingly cold on Mexico, in Mexico Beach. Yeah. It was like I was standing there. I'm like going to the water. I'm like, I'm not dunking my head in this shit. Uh, yeah, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. I'll say, uh, I'll say a key benefit to it that we've been losing over the past decade in this state. There's no insects when it's cold out. No, mm, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Mm. You need them. So I'm not going to talk total shit on yeah. uh, on those characters that we live with on this planet. <laughs> um, but that said, to have a reprieve for a few months out of the year, yeah. I love that. Oh, yeah. There's no mosquitoes. No mosquitoes, no, no horse flies, greenheads, yeah. whatever you call them yeah. in your particular yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah, the mosquitoes always go after me. I mentioned that on a prior podcast oh, yes. in the yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I like the reprieve, but it's never a reprieve because there's yeah. always something else wrong. So <laughs> you just trade in the mosquitoes for like my skin gets all cracked up and yeah, then I start breaking. Oh, well, I mean. Six to one, half a dozen of yeah. yeah. So where I work, I have the mosquitoes and I have what we call to be greenhead flies or horse flies that bite the shit out yeah, of you in the summer. Mm-hmm. In the winter, I'm outside all day. My knuckles split open and yeah, just yeah. bleed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my That's lips all about, fall off. And for I'll say this, though, as well. It's that for your job, you have to do uh, – you've, you've, you've got shit that you got to do with your hands that requires a little bit of yeah. dexterity. Yeah. So you yeah. can't wear like I proper can't wear winter gloves. gloves. No. But if you're dressed appropriately for the weather, and this is how I go about it because, I again, I love this time of year, but I bundle up appropriately yep. and so on and so forth, which means that you're basically wearing winter gloves. You are definitely more limited. There's a lot of things that I would love to be able to do. Um, um, like this time of year when it's fucking freezing out. And it's just not practical. No, to do it's it. not. So I have to kick that to the side, you know, and do it when there's like hornets like chasing me down <laughs> in August. You know? um, but like that is the trade-off for it. it. Is. That said, when it you're, is. if you're able to dress right for it and you and you learn, you know, what the appropriate attire is basically, then it's really not bad out when it's 20 degrees. You just need to be able to dress appropriately, you know? I, if I can pose a question real quick. Sure, absolutely. Uh, it only because it came up at work the other day amongst a couple people. Which do you prefer? The coldest of cold days where you have to be outside. Take this as a quantifier. You have to be outside the entire day or the hottest of hot. Oh, days. Cold, 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 yeah. cold. Uh, I would go hot. Uh, Interesting. My vote. And I think what was kind of unanimous at my job is you take the cold because at least you can modulate better like your yeah. layers and stuff like that. You can on be the warm hot, when it's cold out. Yes. Yeah. On the hottest days, you can only take off so much without being arrested. Yeah, yeah exactly. Then, yeah. then you have to find like a <laughs> pond or a beach and just go like, yeah. you know, go skinny dipping or something yeah. like yeah. that. Now, because- Moses, I'd like to hear your... Well, I just enjoy being naked, so... And, <laughs> and class two felonies be damned. Oh, uh, I'd, ra- I'd rather just strip off the layers and then just like bask in that... that uh, sweat. Yeah. Bask. It's an awful sight, but. That's yeah. uh, a skater's body. Drink it in. Yeah. I feel like I, I would kind of second these things that indeed it's that you can only take off so much, but you can always add some yes. warmth yeah. to it. I've been out where it was like, you know, zero degrees and such like that, uh, up in the mountains, up in New York, of such course. like that. And I've been very comfortable outside. Whiskey helps. Always, uh, always. Whereas, yeah, when it's too fucking hot, because like my thing is like, I don't really want to like, I'll put it this way, like in the wintertime when it's fucking balls cold out, I can get done with the work day outside. And then I can go inside, take off the fucking bajillion layers that I'm wearing. And I can just sit down on the sofa and like think about the day. And I'm basically comfortable. It's nice to be warm again. Whereas if I get back inside after an eight hour day and it's hundred degrees, I'm a disgusting mess. And I just like, I need to take a shower. I still can't get the stank off. You know, it's just, it's an unpleasant thing it's, in that. That's really. the part I like about it. I've is, been stung oh, by hornets would. all day. You <laughs> would. It's just like coming back inside after a hot day and going to take a cool shower and then just relaxing on the bed, just completely naked. We're <laughs> really driving home that's naked. Uh, it's nice. Uh, but like in the cold, when I come back in, and let's the place the cold in Nancy to see what the others <laughs> That's why we have multiple rooms. Yeah. But when coming back in from the cold, there's like a pain to the warm, like warming up after your, your hands are like frozen. There's like a- I mean, yes, there is yeah, pain, yeah. but like I like- So I'd rather- uh, not have 
just says, I like the pain. I guess that tells something about it. (laughs) The example I'll go with is because I've been to sporting events in very cold weather. I used to go to the Army-Navy game, which is the second Saturday in December. Right. And I've also gone to, like, you know, uh, pro football games, like, to start the season. Like, a couple years ago, the Dolphins played uh, the Jets, and it was their opening day game. Right. And it was 90 fucking degrees. <laughs> Did not help myself that my my aunt my uncle had their anniversary, like, party oh. the night before. Oh, and oh. so and my, oh. and my family embodies loud and drunk in very many ways. <laughs> yeah. So I was, you know, quite hammered for that. Didn't do me any favors, but I hate being in 90-degree weather regardless. Yeah. And I've been in, like, 20 degree weather it snowed all fucking day yeah and i'd rather just take that because at least as we talked about before you can bundle up there's things that you can do you can have the little packs for your hands i will tell you it's absolutely fucking miserable when you're in the freaking the cold all day <laughs> yeah. and your hand the first once your feet get cold yeah you're cold yeah because there's uh, no and it's hard to, it's hard to get warm again uh, I, yeah. I will speak to this because this is my reality yes the first thing that happens that, that will ruin you is your feet will get cold and your day is ruined. Unfortunately, that typically happens to me by about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Yeah, whole and, day left. And yeah. I've, got, I've got like some of the best gear out there and you just have to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no fixing it. The one, uh, that one game where it snowed all day for the Army-Navy game, my cousin bought uh, like curly fries or whatever from the stadium yeah. and it was freezing as it went from the basket <laughs> yeah. to his mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I'll chime in right yeah. here with this. This is actually a conversation that you and I just had recently, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And this is something where I don't, like I really don't know the answers here. Um, So I've read about some of the coldest like towns or cities on the planet. Just like mm-hmm. casually because yeah. I got nothing better to do with my time. So like some, most of them are in Russia. Oh, Siberia. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're in like Siberia, Kamchatka, places like I've that. I've watched right? a lot of like videos and documentaries on this. Yeah. So, So, like, I've read a little bit, and, like, this one town, I can't remember the name, but the one town that I was reading about, every place that you can go in town has a, what we would call, like, a one-level parking garage. Yes. That's fully heated. Because if you park your car outside, it gets, to put it in perspective, it gets down to, like, negative 70. Fair enough. No, yeah. It's insanely cold temperatures. So, if you park your car outside, uh, outside, the engine will work. Yeah. Yeah. So, everything is heated in some way. But you also can't have indoor plumbing. Nope. Yeah. Right? Because there's no way to run the pipes. No, you can't permafrost. So everybody's got like the equivalent of what we would call an outhouse. And then this is the question that I pose to myself. How do you piss? Because really at yeah. a certain point, I don't, and I don't know what this temperature is. Cause I've been outside where it was like the coldest, I think that I've an environment that I've ever personally been in. It was like negative 10. Yeah. And I whipped my dick out to take a piss and my dick was cold. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you know. miserable. You gotta yeah. bundle the little guy yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Put some yeah. earmuffs on him. Nah, and shit. If yeah, only it was that easy. Break that bad boy out. He just wants to go in the full retreat. <laughs> Buy this yeah. URL, dickcoats.com. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm buying it right now. But, it turns your Audi into an innie. But that's a, that's a real question that I was thinking about because I've also watched these videos where somebody like has, uh, and I know there's like elements to this that are not necessarily repeated, but it's like, you know, you whip boiling water I was going to bring this yeah. up. Well, At what point yeah. does your piss freeze like almost inside of your dick? And that's right, because your piss is only 98.5 degrees. Yeah. 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 So if it's like negative 70, is it like, like, should you not take your dick out? Well, at a certain period, you have to icicle in your dick. If you're out there long enough, yeah, that's going to happen. It's a, I don't know, it's just a crazy thought that I, I've lingered on for a minute. Yeah, you're, you're going over that conversation. I'm like, and I'm starting, to, as I do, because I'm mentally ill, building my thing, I would add on to it. Yeah. And I'm like, the boiling water pot thing, when yeah, you throw it into yeah. the air and it automatically turns to ice. Yeah. So what like, happens with your piss? Yeah, and that's kind of like a thing. Like, yeah, is, is, are you making piss <laughs> just piss-sickles? <laughs> Yellow streams of daggers coming right out of your oh, dick. Oh, Yellow oh, streams oh, of daggers. Oh, that's a metal lamp. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a metal stream. Write that down. All right, I'm writing that but going back to my sports comparison, yeah, I kind of prefer the feeling once you get back into heat, uh, like get back into a, like a heated space, yes, whether it's yeah. your car or your house or apartment, wherever you're going, like you kind of feel a little bit better. It's actually, it knocks me out. So I can go to sleep like right after a game, like I'll lay down on the freaking uh, like hotel bed or whatever, and I'll be out for like a few minutes because you're just exhausted. You've been shivering all day. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never done this, but like uh, one of the big crazes in like influencers and stuff like that right now is like the cold plunge thing. And I have to yeah. think it's, it's something similar to that. Like they, everybody speaks of like, yeah, it's suffering while you're in it, but it's like the gratification afterwards. I'll say I've that, done yeah. that before and uh, it was in November years ago when it was still like getting exceptionally cold in November and yeah, it would so. snow for Christmas and whatnot. But I was outside kicking around a soccer ball and we lived on a lagoon. Mm-hmm. Young kid just kicked right into the into <laughs> the lagoon and I'm like, well, I don't know how to 
get that because the edges were frozen. So we couldn't even like get close enough to the dock where I could get a net or something. My father comes out. Where like, we oh. live, the water's brackish at best. Yeah. So just take this in mind. And he's like, oh, you just got to jump in and get it. And I'm like, are you, are you, are you serious? <laughs> you know, I was a young kid. And it's like, yeah, just do that. And so I jumped in, got that soccer ball, and I was shivering. Yeah. Like, uh, you actually lowered your body temperature with the water. Yeah. It's and, dangerous. And yeah. then I got out. My mother was yelling at my father. I could, like, <laughs> I'm sitting in a hot shower just trying to get warm. Mm-hmm. And I could hear the two of them arguing for him allowing me to jump in. But that's why I, I stopped playing soccer altogether. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because I never wanted to come across that again because it was terrible. I'll say this on the note of from which temperature you can become comfortable again. Yeah. I like watching these shows where it's like these like YouTube channels and whatnot, where it's like hunters who live in like Alaska and shit like that. And one of them said something that actually resonated with me a bit. He basically, so the story here is that the guy goes out on a fucking long ass trap line on a snow machine and this and that and it breaks down and he has to walk like 10 miles let's say back to his cabin so it's like alaska it's negative 20 degrees he's all bundled up but you start to lose temperature you know and he gets back there and the comment that he made was he goes there's really no greater feeling in the world this is somebody like talks about his family a lot you know so he's like ah there's no greater feeling than when my daughter gives me a hug you know (laughs) and and but he said it like so viscerally he's like there is no greater feeling than when you get to be around a fire again after you've been freezing and i thought about it and i tried to put it in perspective for myself because here you know it gets out to like 100 or something like that. And I get back inside from 100 degrees and it's great to be back in the AC. No doubt about that. But there are really, for myself anyway, there is something to be said for being warm again when you were cold. Because it's like when you're really, really freezing, it's like for myself anyway, it feels like your body's like almost like stopping, which is I think what's happening. Like you're slowing down. Everything is beginning to slow. Because your body starts going to the pre- Going into shock. Well, a shock, (laughs) uh, hypothermia. Yeah. And your body starts changing with that. So it basically, so when you get that real quick turnaround, you're getting like endorphin rush. Exactly. You're getting an adrenaline pump. And it's like- All the heat goes to the core. To the center to keep the organs alive. Which is why your hands and feet get cold. Exactly. exactly. Your body's just like, we can spare those. Can't spare the heart. Right. You know? But I find that, I will say that, and again, this ties in with why I actually do love this time of year, that that is a great feeling. You know, you go outside and obviously like, you know, the situation that I just described that was kind of forced upon this person and sometimes it is and then it's going to particularly suck but I'll go outside and dick around in my backyard and do like work outside and I'll push myself and push myself and I'm getting fucking freezing you know I can't feel my hands can't feel the feet it's uh, it's fucking cold and there's also another thing though I'm glad you said it you can modulate your temperature by working. Oh, yeah. Because on the flip side of that, I was uh, maybe like three years ago, I got a delivery of bluestone from my driveway. Right, so just yeah. gravel. Happened to get into a cold spell. I had a seven-ton pile of bluestone just chilling there. And I was like, I have to. I'm sitting. I'm like, I'm inside my like cozy house looking out the window, peering through the blinds. <laughs> you know, like, the rock sip, hasn't moved sip, itself yeah, yet. Sipping a coffee. And I'm like, ah, I really do have to do this. So I was like, let me get out there. So I bundle all up. It's a million layers. I think It was like seven degrees out of thing before the wind chill. And I like basically, I saunter my way up to the top of that pile and I started shoveling it. 20 minutes later, I was in a t-shirt and I was sweating. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot be more sedentary yeah. in the summer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sitting still is yeah. as close as you can get. Yeah. That's it. And that's the thing that usually makes me cold when I go to these Army-Navy games is that I'm just sitting there. You're just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Or, right. Or I'm just standing there. The last time I went, I was at the very top of the stadium. Like I could touch the Hubble yeah. telescope. And that's and, also an argument. I don't know what's worse because... Because, like, sitting there, yeah, it's just sucking. If, say, if you're sitting on those, whatever, plastic, metal, whatever the case may be, it's just pulling the heat out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. But, But like, like you're standing there, like, your hamstrings feel like they're just going to, like, snap off the back of your fucking legs. You kind of have to just rotate between (laughs) the two. But, like, if it's the Army-Navy game, I'm standing the entire time. Like, come on, boys. Well, you got so much internal rage, too, (laughs) that I'm sure that fuels you you a little bit. Well, something that can comfort me during that eternal rage is a nice winter drink. Ah, yes. Okay. Oh, shit. We never talked about anything like this no, before. No, we yeah. haven't. And that's actually, it kind of ties into everyone take a drink if you're listening to this podcast. When I was in the Navy, you had to change your uniform based on the season. 
So if it was like fall and winter, you're going into your blues. And right. If it's like uh, spring, summer, you're going into your whites. I like to do that with my drinking. Ah. Like, I know I'm drinking like a gin and tonic right now or a gin and club. Right. But that's also just a, that's a mainstay. I oh, really uh, listen, I hear you, brother. I, I, you have I, two hands for a reason. I find something and I stick to it. I remember when I first started drinking, you know, gin and tonics. I was like, oh, this is a nice, refreshing summer drink. Perfect summer drink. And then I stuck with it for 11 or 12 years. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't get away from it. Like, I don't want to drink this during the winter. No. Because it needs ice so right. desperately. Right. It's, it's a pile of dog shit without ice. <laughs> exactly right. But, it's wild. So during the winter, I've started doing I've started doing this ever since my brother introduced me to the drink like a few years ago when I traveled down to Tennessee to visit him and his family. Apple cider and bourbon. It's such a great winter drink. You've been drinking that a fair amount, I've noticed. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's great either in either direction. If you want it cold, put some ice in it, drink right. it, whatever. I did this a few years ago on a separate Christmas when I was like sick and we weren't all like we weren't all like worried, like, oh, you're sick, like you can't even leave the house. Like I had the sniffles or whatever, a little bit of a sore throat, but I'm like, I'm not missing Christmas. Christmas, so I'm just going to go to my mom's, and I just like, I just got like a pot, and be like, Mom, I'm going to warm up this yeah. apple cider, <laughs> and I drank that the, the whole day, and I'm like, I feel better, and it's still good, yeah, because like, you can warm up bourbon. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. and it'll yeah. still be fine. Bourbon can take it. Yeah. yeah. Especially things like that. So, like, you, your drink you're speaking of, or, like, a mulled wine. It's kind of like a thing I keep in my head. It's, like, brown liquors kind of, like, for... Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. fuck rum. I'm not including rum yeah. in this. But, that um, said, though, that said, Ruskies... Yeah. Fucking drink vodka. Well, they're Ruskies. Yeah. They are Ruskies. Yeah. yeah, they like the abuse. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, that's all they have. Yeah. That, and, that and no hope. Yeah. 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 Well, you don't have any hope when you have vodka. Yeah. It's cold all over, so you don't even need ice for that for any drinks there, because it's just I mean, cold anyway. I mean, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> it's not wrong. But, like, this came up in one of our drinking episodes a long time ago, but, like, yeah, my, my cruiser is, like, a gin and tonic. It's the drink I don't have to think about. Yeah, it's the default. A exactly yeah. right. I, I'm going to drink, but I don't want to think about it. But if I am going to think about it in the winter season, I'm going to drink more things like that will give you that warming. Yeah. So I find, whiskey, I find that bourbon. Exactly. Yeah. Whiskeys and bourbons and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. That's the move. And yeah. that's why I lean towards bourbon. I actually like bourbon more than whiskey. Like, I really like bullet. So I just kind of stick with that, especially yeah. when yeah. they yeah. well, bur yeah. Bourbons are more, definitely bourbon, in my opinion, as somebody who loves fucking all the varieties of whiskey, yeah. I think that the bourbon variety is just much more warming than an Irish well, it, whiskey. It is. Yeah. So yeah. Irish whiskeys are more pure to grain, whereas bourbon, by definition, is quite vague. But you tend to have more things added, say, like rye, which can be quite spicy right, yeah. on the palate and stuff like that. That's why oh, I heat. also like rye. But bourbon... I find to be a much more, it's not spiced in the way you would think of like a rum or anything like that, but it has much more of a warmer yeah, feeling. Yeah. Well, the bourbon for a sip and where like the Irish whiskey, that's for just getting down to brass tacks and getting drunk. Yeah. I mean, that's where you just do the show, knock back a uh, hundred shots or so. Moses, I know, I noticed that you're drinking a Pabst right now, so I don't know if this really applies to you, but do you, do you like changing up your, uh, your drinking habits in the winter? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Oh, I, I do enjoy uh, eggnog. This is to stay hydrated. Fuck you. <laughs> but I love, I love me a good eggnog, some uh, bourbon and eggnog. How's yeah. your, uh, how's your resolution of drinking more whiskey oh. in 2024? <laughs> I drank more last Last year, actually, <laughs> that didn't answer the question at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a well, you're welcome. Resolution, <laughs> Mr. Baritone. I'd ask you this question, but your drink changes every day. It so. does. Yeah, I like the variety of life. For myself, it is the colored liquors in winter. They yeah. they're more warming, and I find like a good corn liquor, like a fucking corn, fucking you know, basically you're like real good bourbons and whatnot, and they don't need to be good by expensive, but just, like, for example, right now, we're drinking the Bullet Tenure. Yeah, the Bullet right? Tenure, which is actually quite affordable and very good. Yeah, it is, yeah. And, like, with that, I do find it to be very warming. I go up to uh, my buddy Adam's Mountain, and we've sat there, and it's fucking, like, it's in the negatives, you know, fucking yeah. Fahrenheit. It's fucking cold. And after a little while, you don't even notice anymore. Exactly yeah. right. Because you're both the right kind of drunk, and it's the right kind of liquor to do that. <laughs> yeah. It heats you back up. It seems to me that, like, Another good uh, winter drink. Now, unfortunately, I gotta have to chastise this uh, the brewery because they got rid of my favorite beer. But Line and Kugel has the uh, vanilla uh, vanilla porter. Yeah, and that one is a good beer to drink because I like porters, like the heavier stouts and stuff like that during the winter. Yeah, because in the same thing, it's heavier. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't even look at one in the summer. Oh yeah, in the yeah. Summer, <laughs> like you just like, but not even just the summer though. Like in the spring and like uh, oh, no, the fall, about. I don't even want it. Then. I, I gotta be in the dregs. Yeah. 
and it's got to be like right now. It's got to be like snowing or like there's snow on the ground. For, I really for, appreciate it. For those of you listening, it snowed a couple days ago. It's I think the high is 24 degrees today. Everything is just covered in ice. Yeah. Yeah. It is just miserable, essentially. <laughs> and, well, and, and we yeah. also live in that environment where it kind of like it goes back and forth. So it melts and it freezes. And well, this is New Jersey. So yeah. It, yeah. it's a little uh, yeah. bit of a moody bitch. Like, yeah, like other places, it's like I look at that, like some of the places that I like to go and visit or that I would like to go and visit basically north of here. Mm. Like in New York, they plow the roads correctly and it never really melts. So they just well, need to get that I, snow It's off. actually part of their infrastructure. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Whereas here it's cutting corners. Yeah. yeah. It's the same way as in the south when they Got that random snowstorm, oh, and what they, it just everything goes to <laughs> shit. Yeah. 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 Everyone panics. Yeah, yeah. Texas is closed for a month just because of some <laughs> yeah. snow. Uh, You're not wrong. Texas has been in a rough shape the past like two winters. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, and like we haven't had a bad winter so far, but our past two years of winter has been fairly mild for yeah. us. Yeah, they were in the ice apocalypse. Yeah, for, oh yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Oh, that actually reminds me of something, too, because there's, big, there's been this big push for um, electric vehicles. And oh, they yeah, they're are, doing yeah. great. They're yeah. doing great right now. Everyone's <laughs> having a hard time tra- charging them because it's been so cold out, like, everywhere. Yeah. And so, it's like, it's... Have you never had batteries you've had to use like yeah. outside in the winter? Yeah. It, it doesn't yeah, they work. Don't work. Your tool batteries, you're not supposed to keep in your garage. You're supposed to keep them in your house because they don't work yeah. in the extreme cold. They really don't work in extreme heat either, but they're like that, a little bit more serviceable. Yeah. But yeah. like in the extreme cold, even charging a battery is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it's probably just going to kill it. Yeah. And so that's what's happening with all these like electric vehicles. They're taking hours upon hours to charge. Right. And yeah. you're like going, how how far in this damn EV? Yeah. Like, good job, everyone. You didn't realize that this was going to be a problem? That's the thing. It's, all right. Like, I, I'm not, like, ride or die, like, burn fuel to the fuck, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Even though I drive a giant gas You just want vehicle. practical <laughs> results. But, yes. like, largely, we've had batteries for a long time. And we know what happens to them in extreme conditions. You didn't think that would apply when you're yeah. running no, this time, giant battery banks and vehicles? This time it's going to be different. Uh, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> and how is this going to work when they're trying to do pass all these bans? I think for here it's twenty thirty five. I believe of, so. Of getting yeah. rid of gas uh, yeah. They're going to push that back. Anyways. But it's just it, so. even if you're going to try and do that, let's just say it's a virtue signal sure. and it never happens. Yeah. Right. But if you're pie in the sky, you're trying to make this happen. In practicality, it will never fucking work. Yeah. Because like, people wouldn't it, be able to get to where they need to go. I own a house, but I don't have a garage. In order this for this to actually work, you would need a charging station in your garage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most people who will buy these vehicles, first of all, they are very expensive vehicles. Yeah. So you're probably either going to be in an apartment, you're going to be renting, or you're going to be like me and you have a small-ass house with no garage. Uh, also, like, battery banks have a life cycle of sub-10 years. So yeah. it's yeah. good on you for trying, folks, but, like, you got to really think about this shit. Yeah. And take into account, like, if, they're, if, you're, if you live in California, fine. It might work out for you because it's usually warm there and it's yeah. not going to affect the battery. It's a different environment. But if you yeah. live in Maine, yeah. don't buy yeah. an EV. Right no, up. you can't. It, no, no, no. Yeah. Have it just some doesn't sense. work then. You, you got it. Uh, like these overall giant objective. It's like for people that especially live in extreme climates, that shit just don't fly. Yeah. Well, it's not going to work just out. Just don't fly because like Maine could be a weird one sometimes. And if they were ever to do push that, should it flip that way? It's the people in Maine guys like be like, Bro, that shit ain't going to fucking work. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of those, like, disconnects as well, where it's like somebody from X environment doesn't understand that there's people who live in, you know, fucking Y environment, and they're trying to pass laws for those other people. Well, a lot of this stuff tries to get passed universally without consideration for— It just doesn't work. It's all blanketed across, and it's like, those other people be damned. Yeah, it's the same way. It's like not for nothing. I mean, it's fucking New Jersey. We live in fucking New Jersey. It's a goddamn very urbanized state, so a lot of people can use electric cars here. But I myself, in a given day, when I'm, like, doing work and whatnot, I, I can put on 400 miles in a day. And it's nice to not have to stop to go and recharge, as it were, for an extended period of time. Because it's not 
you know, 10 minutes filling up the tank. And that's what it is. Like I drive more than most people do. So if you're only driving back and forth to work and it's, let's say 20 miles, sure. then that's great. Get an electric car. Yeah. You do you. But like for myself, that wouldn't work. And certainly if it's fucking freezing out, then I don't want to be standing out there the whole fucking time. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be awful. Yeah. Especially <laughs> just like, oh. God. And I say that as somebody who loves winter. <laughs> I'm yeah, saying you can't a, run the car while it's charging, right? I don't know how. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how it works. Yeah, I don't think no, you could do that. You no. Got, yeah. you, you would never be able to at least from what we, the infrastructure we have around here out charge use while the charge using. rate uh, yeah that gives you a good reason to go and make friends with raj who works inside of the gas station and learn a little bit about his culture as well all right i mean if you get really cold you can you can cross polarize your battery cells and blow up your car and burn oh that's and true yeah. <laughs> well, i could do that with gasoline yeah or just easier get a, yeah uh, all right so we're talking about a little bit about traveling you know with it being so cold out where would you actually like to live? You've made mention, Mr. Baritone, that you would like New to Hampshire. go yeah, New Hampshire. New up Hampshire. In the, you'd like to do a Walter White situation. Oh, absolutely. I want to live in the middle of nowhere. I feel like that's the goal because, I mean, the, the downside to places like that, and I've got a lot of reasons for having an affinity for places like New Hampshire. But what I will say is that if we're just keeping it to the winter subject, there's very few people on the road up there. Yeah. And the people who are on the road know how to drive in it. Get so, more accustomed, more yeah. accustomed, because when you got to deal with it more regularly, you're you don't you have you don't have the Atlanta problem from a couple of years. Ago. Right, exactly, yeah. Because people even yeah, and that's exactly what yeah what you just said. It's basically people come here to New Jersey and they're from Florida, maybe always live there, that type of thing, and they don't know how to navigate a road that's got a little bit of ice on it, you know, or it's rain. I mean, basically, you learn how to drive in your own environment, and it doesn't translate well very often, and you end up with really shitty drivers on the road. Yeah, know? there's a lot of that in Virginia. Virginia too. Yeah. Where it's just, yeah. When, you, when you go to Virginia, it's just also the unfortunate part about that place too. Once you start getting to the Hampton Roads area, is that the elite meet to drive shitty because they're all <laughs> around, right, from, right. all around the country. Like you got people from Oregon and you got people from New Jersey. Yeah. They're all trying, and they all have different driving, you know, it, instincts styles. And, like, it, styles. Yeah, it's not like a, it's not a unified, homogenized like yeah. style. Yeah. You got a bunch of different shit that is just bashing up against each yeah. other. And that yeah. actually reminds me, too, when I was, you know, stationed in Norfolk, mm-hmm. we literally had a delayed opening in the Navy. Wow. The delayed opening. This is These are the people that are trying to defend your country. I love that. <laughs> a delayed opening wow. for a warship. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Saudi Arabia. We're taking a snow day here. We can't come to war. How dated. <laughs> was, That's fantastic. I remember waking, because I was living on the ship at the time. I remember waking up, and I'm like, oh, by the way, like, musters at, like, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, and I'm like, there's a delayed opening for the <laughs> Navy? What the fuck is this? I get we're in Virginia and no one knows how to drive in the snow here. Accelerate but- your life, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because, all right, so locally, the last big blizzard I remember was about 10 years ago, 10, 11 yeah, years ago, minute. where we got almost, I think it was like 32 inches practically overnight, Yeah, which pretty much shuts down everything. I still had to report or <laughs> risk not getting paid. God. And it's like, fuck you. I still, I didn't make it in. Yeah. And yeah. it took like arbitration and shit through the union to get me paid yeah. like yeah, at a certain nine point, months later. And at a certain point, it's like, you know what? Keep your money. Yeah. I don't fucking want it. I don't, yeah. I mean, like sometimes you can't drive. Yeah. It's yeah. just not a thing. I your ran, vehicle can't get through it. I ran into that. Speaking of that, uh, would you rather earlier in the episode, yeah. I was literally snowed in at a job site back when I was a maintenance repair install electrician. Mm-hmm. I was out in Hopewell. It was raining uh, here, but Hopewell, it was like, Pounding snow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I did like at one point call like you know the service desk and be like, you might want to tell them I'm not coming because it has gotten really bad <laughs> like on the way there. And my my boss was like, oh, you're already halfway there. Just go. Yeah. Like, you it's son. your life, yeah. not it's- mine. Yeah, <laughs> you sack of shit. <laughs> so I I go there. There's no problem with the machine. No problem no. whatsoever. This is how I learned the, the the phrase. You're chasing a ghost. So once I like, I tried to do my uh, you know, do my due of course, of course, yeah. take a look at it, shut the machine the down. Consummate like, professional. Yeah. <laughs> Plug it in, fix it. Well but, there, but there's nothing to. But there was nothing to fix. There was nothing to like to do because all the lights were green and there's like nothing in the diagnostics that say it's like there's a problem. So at one point I have to call the same dude. I'm like, there's no problem here. Ba 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 ba. So I gotta go. I'm getting out of here. And I drive the same car that yeah. I drive today. And it was. <laughs> You know, it's a sedan. 
It's a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> She's got some years on her, and uh, but she was a fairly spring chicken back then. And it's I'm surprised I still have her after this night yeah. because I was like, fuck the snow. I'm going to just go because I parked down into a, uh, a parking garage. I go, I drive up there, immediately stuck. Immediately <laughs> fucking yeah. stuck. It's a Corolla. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go back inside because there's nothing to be done. I'll wait for them to like, you know, plow the roads or whatever and try to pick this up whenever I can. I'm also an incredibly light sleeper. Mm-hmm. So there was no place for me to like camp out nope. and just fall asleep nope. there because there were just people walking around. For some reason, people blasting music. It's like the middle of the night. It was the only room. because you were there. Yeah. <laughs> there's the annual Dan party. <laughs> so at one point, I just say, fuck it. I got to find a way to get out of here. And so I'm just like trying, I'm using like a foam, like you know those things that you use to I, wash I know, the snow I know off exactly of what you're talking about, yeah. And I was using that because I didn't have a shovel. Uh, uh, oh, you to, to, poor like, bastard. To dig myself out. <laughs> and finally, I saw the plow driver was coming by. And I'm like, hey, man, can you help me get out of here? And he did. And eventually, you know, we get my car out of its predicament. <laughs> yeah. And he says to me, dude, fucking plow trucks, tractor trailers. Yeah. Are, are getting stuck. Are getting stuck on 295. <laughs> you might want to, you know, sit this one out. I'm like, cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know me. Yeah. Off I go to my wintry death. <laughs> Well, I am. I'm one of those people that I'm like, oh, it's snowing. I don't care. Yeah. I literally ran into that because when I started school at uh, Rowan, it's all the way in Glassboro, but yeah. living around here, it took me five hours in that snowstorm. It was. It's brutal. I was running out of gas, and I was like stuck on 295. No one was moving, and I'm like, I need gas just for the heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I tried to go off on the shoulder just to take the next exit. There was a plow truck that was just sitting there, and I was like, fuck, now I gotta get back in. Yep. I was just desperately, yeah. desperately trying to just get to a gas station so I could fill up my tank, and then I'll just sit in traffic. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I, uh. I actually have a similar story. So when I started my, my job, the academy was in Somerville, which isn't uh. like North North New Jersey, but you know, off of the lovely 287, oh, if you know, you know. Road. And um, all good. I had to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning. We'd get out around 4. Around midday, a blizzard came through, and it took me almost 6 hours to get home from Somerville, oh, which geez, is typically man. about an hour and yeah. 20 20-minute yeah, yeah. commute. It's not um, a far commute. I, my, well. I would love to share this story with you guys. I, I don't think I've said this on the podcast before, but I, I feel like you guys have heard it individually. Mm-hmm. The story of when I drove up, we'll call him Paco. I was driving up to go to an event for uh, the business that I've got. We were driving up uh, the parkway, and it was one of those storms where it was like it was like a blizzard just came through. It was still snowing a little bit, but it wasn't bad. Right. But it like all happened like right up until dawn. So we're like out on the highway. We meet up. We're out on the highway. We're in an E-150 van, just like uh, a regular. Yeah. Good regular, old Econoline. Uh, exactly. An Econoline van, just like a fucking regular. Same one that got us to Chicago. Fucking I, exactly. Same one. We had nothing in the back because this is returning to an event. So yeah, so it's like my work view. It's a tin can. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, yeah. It's just like that. I was not driving. Paco was. And as we get onto the parkway, so we're down in like Brick, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and there is one of those fucking like, uh, what do they call them? It's one of those trucks that's basically, it's got 10 wheels, but it's like a crane. Oh. It's a heavy duty yeah, crane. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. for building skyscrapers. Exactly right, yeah. One of those is there, right, on the highway, mm-hmm. but it's upside down. <laughs> on the opposite, Always a good sign. Yeah. It like went off the road and it's got 10 wheels and it weighs like 20 tons, yeah. you know? So I was like, Jesus Christ, like this is really bad. And like you could tell, you know? And he's driving and he's cruising and he's cruising. And he's known to speed. And we're just driving. And like some people are driving like dicks like him and some people are driving cautiously. <laughs> and we're advancing, we're advancing and we're about maybe 30 minutes into the drive and we're going over the Driscoll Bridge uh, boy. in New Jersey over the Raritan River. And uh, like right before, because our destination was New York. We're maybe like three quarters of the way there. Pretty much, yeah. And he's just flying, doing his own thing, just like having his best life. And I'm drinking a coffee. And I'm just trying not to pay attention to it because I'm like an anxious driver. Yes. So like I'm just ignoring it. And as we come over the crest of the bridge, and it really was like this, as you come over the crest, you're able to see that there is an enormous pile up in front of you. Basically, the whole bridge iced over. People are driving too fast. That's the thing with and, the Driscoll Bridge, yeah. too. It's, yeah. it's a very steep bridge that all you can see, if you're going up, all you see is the peak of it's it. the horizon. Yeah. yeah. And you just come over it. And there's, it was no joke. I found out about this later on. It was like a 150 car pile up and they're all just crashing into each other because you just couldn't stop on the downward trend. No. So like I'm in the passenger seat and we both realize this immediately. And like, it's one of those moments in my life where I just like, I didn't have words. <laughs> no. Because my body, nothing. my body was just doing the things that it needed to do. And, um, it was and preparing and he, for death. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and he applies the brakes and it's not working. No. So we're just going and it's starting to turn sideways. And this is uh, like, to me, this is the funny part where I like, legitimately like in my mind I was just like don't spill your coffee all 
over you. <laughs> and like, I don't know if that's like me preparing for death. Like, don't be like, don't look like this when you're dead. Or, you know, right. another scenario. Um, well, time to either, change the underwear. Uh, yeah. But so I was just like, keep your coffee safe. Vans turning sideways. Now we're like pointed directly towards the guardrail because we're just on a sheet of ice. And the guardrail is a, a K rail. Yeah, it's a K rail. Yeah. The concrete barrier that separates you from where the bridge stops. And I remember like looking at that and like one of those weird thoughts where I was just like, like, and I went through these motions in my head. I legitimately thought to myself, you don't know if this van's going to go over it or throw it. I'm like doing the dynamics and I'm like, I don't know what's about to happen. But in my mind, I was like, maybe you're about to go through that. I'm imagining yeah. the scenario where like oh, this yeah. van just like blasts through a concrete. And you this, know, this is that type of thing where everything kind of slows mm-hmm. down. Like you have like a whole diatribe in your mind and yeah. it's only been like two seconds. It's been no time at all. Yeah. And I'm just like, and we haven't touched it yet. We're a few feet away. It's happening fast. But like in my mind, I'm just like, all right, prepare for the water landing. And I've got like this scenario <laughs> in my head where like I break the glass and like climb up to the top. Oh, and so it's that's like, like a, a 300 yeah. foot fucking yeah. Yeah. drop. And then like, and that's why it's so funny to me because I look back on it in hindsight and I'm like, how did you think you were going <laughs> to live? Yeah. Like, that's a deadly scenario, you know? So we end up hitting like, we end up hitting the K rail. We bounce right off. We hit it like a million more times and we came to a stop before we hit all the cars at the bottom. And Paco is just like, are we good? And I, and I honestly, I was in kind of like a state of panic. Like, yeah. it, like my adrenaline was well, wearing Well, you're in adrenaline dump. So mm-hmm. you, like, it's just like you're hyper focused, but yeah. also like now that you're in the calm of it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're ill suited to yeah. the And now, motherfucker, we ain't good. We fall <laughs> from yeah. there. And he, and, he, and, uh, and he asked me, he's like, did we hit somebody? And my answer was, I think we did. But I didn't really know. Right. Which he, and he was like, no, we didn't. I was like, well, then why the fuck did you ask me? Right. <laughs> but anyway, so I was like, just get us out of here because there's more cars coming over. Like, obviously, this is like a thing, you know? So he starts driving again. Didn't spill my coffee, by the way. The small blast. Yeah, it was, it was super lining. close. It was super close. Thank God I was wearing my seatbelt because he's such a lunatic driver. But anyway, so I was like, just get us out of here. I was like, just whatever it is. We hit this other shit. Obviously, the van's fucked up. But I was like, but just get us out of here. And he starts going. And we very quickly realized that we could not make lefts. <laughs> it was just, like the only thing that you could do was turn the wheel right. But if you turned it even a little bit left, it would grind. Yeah. Because there was so many parts of it that were fucked up <laughs> and bent into the wheels. So it's just like, we're just making rights until we get to where we're going. And let me tell you how long it takes to get to a gas station that's two miles from you when you can only yeah. make right-hand turns. Wishing for those joke handles. Oh, my God. <laughs> Northern Driscoll Bridge, you had to have gone through like 17 towns. It just was to forever. <laughs> we had to park multiple times so I could like get my calmness back. Yes, <laughs> going through, oh, Hope Lawn. I've only heard of it, but I didn't know where it was. No. It was a to do. Oh, I went my. through something like that. It was uh, when I was living in the back of Baywood. Mm. Long, windy road. It was, the, I guess it was that uh, blizzard that you were referring to. Yeah, yeah. It's fun to drive when it's snowing because if it's dark out, you go really fast and it's almost like you're doing a uh, warp you're, speed. You're doing like the Millennium the Falcon, Millennium Falcon thing. thing. Yeah. And so that was in the back. Like, I'm like, oh, it's going to snow. Awesome. So I stocked up on acid. <laughs> yes. <And laughs> Because if it if it looks like that when you're sober, imagine how awesome it is when you're high on acid. And granted, it was, but I lost control at a point. And on this road, there is a street, then there's a lagoon, then there's the next street, and like rows of houses in between that. And this area is all just individual Little streets twor- separated by lagoons. lagoons. Yeah. <laughs> so I dicking around because I was high and I lost control and, you know, slammed on the brakes. And I was also trying to like kind of skid out because it's fun. <laughs> And I got, I came so close to putting this car into a lagoon. It stopped right at the edge of a bulkhead oh, oh. with uh, the front end over, <laughs> over the bulkhead. Over, yeah. And I was just sitting there. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm you were high centered on a bulkhead. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I am so glad I live close because I desperately need to change my pants. <laughs> but it was, it was like and the LSD kind of wore off real quick until I got home. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was just like, I didn't know I could do that on acid. But uh, yeah. all right. Here we are. Sobriety. <laughs> Uh, that's the thing. Uh, that adrenaline dump will really damper down anything oh, yeah. that's uh, been impeding you or yeah. elevating you, whatever. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> elevating. <laughs> whatever way you want to look at it. That car still did the castle run in 12 parsecs, but. You son of a bitch. Another, uh, it's not so much a travel story because the way I'm, what happened is that, you know, it snowed the evening before. I had electrician, so I have to go out and, like, you know, go to a job site, mm-hmm. get on the parkway, start driving, and then all of a sudden, 
boom. <sighs> one of my tires, my front oh. tires, goes right into the car practically. Oh, uh, I was God. in the far left lane, too. Oh, and, I have no. to like, and I have to just try to find. It, and also, it had snowed so much that there was no shoulder in either direction. Right. So right. I just had to go to the. It was just the lanes. Yeah, That's I just all had you to, had. I had to go to the right lane to be the least inconvenient to everyone. And I, I, could, I couldn't drive. Just getting to that point was just driving the tire into my car uh, more. Yeah. I had Slowly to, yeah. shaving it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to just, I had to call like a tow truck. They had to tow me out of there. I think because it was the ball joint. Yeah, the ball joint. Yeah, yeah, ball joint will shear. And then, yeah, essentially now you have no control on the knuckle and it just rips the wheel yeah. into the, was, the, the, the back end of your wheel well. I was like, oh, wow, I could have died. Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That That's a fucking nightmare. So I don't have a good uh, history, I guess, so far <laughs> driving in the snow, even though I do eventually make it back to where I'm supposed to be. All's well, that ends well. Yes. At my job, uh, I used to drive, we call them two tons, but it, essentially they're a truck that weighs about eight tons. They're these big box trucks. Think of something like a UPS style truck. Quite heavy, but also for how big they are, not as heavy as they should be when unloaded. And I would have to go out there and couldn't make it up hills. Yeah. <laughs> and you would get halfway up and you just start sliding in, yeah. in a in a 14,000 pound truck that is just going to go wherever it wants yeah. to go. It's a terrifying scenario. <laughs> I did that once with the you were there for Moses. Yes. We had uh we were we were trying to drive that exact same van before it got all mangled by Mr. Paca. We were trying to drive that van up a hill and it was like I'm full on It wasn't on the even fucking... a terribly steep hill. No, but it, it was, was a, but it was a hill of ice. Yeah, it was a complete yeah. ice. Did so you you're guys full have an on issue the like gas. this at the armory? Yeah, this it was is the armory. The one, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's the exact one, yeah. Yeah, it was just like I'm full on the gas, and the wheels are just spinning. There was no way to, like, get out of that either yeah. because it was just like you were just fighting gravity. And it wasn't a large – it was like one lane, really. Yeah. And other cars are – I'm like, I'm going to fucking roll into the back of the yeah. person that's right behind us who was way too close. Um, what was great about that was because it was a beer event, and they were just dumping water down this <laughs> hill. They were and it's so fro- awesome. Like, they were doing this yeah. all day, and it just became – a thick sheet of ice where the only way to like really clean it is with a Zamboni. It was an absurd scenario. Oh my! I don't know why they decided to do that, or why they thought that uh, might be a good idea for, for the fun. I guess. I, it was people are stupid. People that's are that's stupid. that's what it comes down to. Like there were cars already parked out there that the ice got underneath their tires, and they were inside doing whatever, and their yeah. cars are just leaving because it's just ice, and there's nothing to stop it because they're on oh an incline. My God! Yeah. And everything there is so fucking hilly. Yeah, it was just absurd. Even the get up to that uh, yeah. area is a weird yeah. twisty. And, and like getting inside of that building, so it's. Basically, it's like you've got about 10 feet laterally, but the incline is 10 feet. So it's like a fucking, <laughs> like it's a proper triangle. Oh God, you got and, about 45 degree. And you, yeah, yeah. And you have to like floor it. But then when you get inside, you're also on ice. So there's no <laughs> way to like do it in a responsible manner. And everybody's just like, just waving you on. Just like, yeah, get it. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to kill somebody. It was just a, a poorly made carnival ride. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I will actually want to return to the question that I asked uh, you, Mr. Baritone, but I didn't get a chance to ask you oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we are running on time here. Yeah. Justin, is there a place that you would rather live than have to deal with all the winter weather and all that stuff, or would you prefer staying in the cold weather area like this? You know what? I don't know if I would necessarily stay here, but I I feel like I would kind of still deal, just from other sensibilities I have with dealing with the winter and the ice and shit like that. I grew up on it. I'm essentially trained on it. I drive. I, I'm on the road every single day. I'd stick with it. Moses, how about you? I'd probably go to San Diego. San Diego sounds <laughs> well, like a good, like, it, it's, it's nice there. It yeah, is. Yeah. I have the most delightful uh, Earl Grey uh, ice cream. Earl Grey <laughs> tea. <laughs> you bitch-ass motherfucker. That delightful. Good. <laughs> I, I like how that's what you're using to go to San Diego. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I had some, uh, I had elk there, too. That was nice. In full respect, I have friends that live in San Diego, and yes, it's very nice. It's very consistently, like, 70 to 75 degrees. Yeah. Beautiful place, but there is something deep inside me that loves the seasons and, like, the markers of change of time. Yeah. That's that's something that uh, back in my, my college days, when I interviewed like the coaches for you know the college uh, basketball yeah. team or whatever, the one that was you know in Ocean County College, that guy was coaching in Hawaii and oh, he came back oh, here, yeah. and I'm like, all right, first question, um, why the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and he kind of said the same thing that you're saying. Yeah, is that I miss seasons in Hawaii? It's the same. I like the every, change. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I can understand that, but also it's fucking Hawaii. Oh dude. no, what are you doing? Uh, I, I definitely. I'm not naive to the appeal. I see it and I yeah. get it. And in like 10 years when I have to have like knee replacements and shit like that, I may appreciate <laughs> yeah. something like that. For me, who has like sometimes severe neurotic issues and like I like markers of time, it's always something to look forward to. It's like always that thing that's on the horizon. Oh, yeah. spring's coming. I could start to plant this or summer's coming. And, yeah. I, I won't swim in the water, but I'll go do beach things or <laughs> yeah. something. I don't know. There's opportunity there. I, I like that change. Yeah. I think that for me in particular, the change is good, and I like those markers. I'm up in the air. San Diego sounds nice, but it's California. So it is that. California, which I would have a very hard time yeah, in. I would have a lot of problems. <laughs> a lot of problems in California. Well, you, it could, yes, you even more so than I. Yeah. <laughs> and then I also would have the problem because I've kind of viewed Tennessee and Florida as destinations to move to. Now, yeah. Florida gets too hot, but also I've been, I've lived by a beach pretty much my entire life. I wouldn't want to move away from a beach situation. So I would like to be that, that know, is, around there. You know, that's also a valid point too. So like more or less all of us, yeah, we've all grown up in this general shore like, area. You have access to the ocean. You have access to rivers. You have access to the water. For so, me, it's water. Yeah. yeah. I like to be near water, water. but you can build upon anywhere. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. If, if I were to go inland or into mountainous areas, I would like at least relatively close access to a lake or yeah. something. Yeah, 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 something like that. But yeah. I, there's something about this, uh, the sea air, the mm-hmm. salt water air. Yeah, that I agree. There's something special to it that. Called, that uh, it, it, yeah, I think if you're from here, you kind of get it. It's just something that's in you. Yeah. Yeah. You so, like to have that access. So, like the place that our uh, our friend Kate lives. Yeah, that would be a place that I would like to go to. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's kind of conveniently located, two hours away from Miami. Miami, two hours away from oh. you know, the Jacksonville area. Right, right. Geological uh, oddity. Yeah. Two hours away from him. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. But it's also, it's like a small-ish town. It's kind of like yeah. this town, but like it's there's beaches there. I like the beaches in Florida because you don't have to pay to get on them. You yeah. can drink a beer on What's them. that like? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's, you're not constantly having the, you know, the government like crack down on you. Like, how dare you try to have fun on a beach, you piece of shit. How dare you try to get what you paid for? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but my problem is heat. I don't yeah. like being in the heat and it gets very hot in Florida. Yeah. So that would definitely like strike that, that one yeah. down. Uh, and like, and that's my trade off for it. Like I mentioned Columbia before, but like, that's just it. It's like, if that's your thing, there's a million fucking places to go that are so much cheaper that are basically just Latin American countries and they do that. Unless you like the cold, like enjoy it, there's not a lot of reasons to to like to be here, you know, in any you know, cold climate yeah. in, in yeah. the United States, basically, you know? So I'm kind of leaning towards, I guess I'm leaning towards Tennessee. Yeah. Because it's kind of like that nice little medium point where it's, yeah. it'll probably be a little warmer, but also at the same time, they got hammered. They right. got hammered they with did, snow. Well, so, yeah. yeah, this particular this last run hit a lot of the country yeah. that doesn't typically get yeah. it. So, yeah. hey, we're all fucked. Then we die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, let's leave, let's leave the audience on a high note. Yeah, enjoy that, fuckers. <laughs> and now we're in the winter of our discontent. Oh, ah. I was waiting for someone to say that. Yep. Well, you shouldn't be discontent about subscribing to this podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Check us out on YouTube and Rumble. Make sure that you like, comment, share, and hit that notification bell. Follow us on social media. We are at Loud and Drunk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. If you enjoyed this episode, then become a Loud and Drunk supporter at loudanddrunk.locals.com and patreon.com slash loudanddrunk. So, for Justin, Moses, and Velvet Baritone over there, Stor- Stormy never came back. Yeah. No, no, he's laying in the corner. We yeah. got to get that guy yeah. to a hospital. We'll find him. We'll find him. Also, <laughs> we're going to go and look for him now. Also, we got to fire whoever let him do that because he yeah. left me high and dry. High and dry while I was introducing him. So, oh no, he'll he'll get the reckoning. Oh uh, yeah, St- absolutely. Storms does a good job. Yeah, but I mean, yes. it's, winter it's is tough. coming for him. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, all right, I'm exacerbated. Well, so for <laughs> save it for home. So for all of us at Loud and Drunk, thank you for joining us, and until next time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stay frosty, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>